Hi, friends. Welcome to the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Yoder, and today we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart because I was a grumpy mom. Now, that's probably putting it a little bit mild on the average days. On the good days, I was a great mom. And on the hard days, I was an angry mom. I wonder if you have fallen within that spectrum. So today we're going to talk about something that I've been talking to a lot of moms about recently, whether it's a mops group or a room full of moms of all ages, or it's a room of older moms where I share my testimony and they are heartbroken even over their own grief over how they parented and their relationships with their own children. Perhaps that had been further damaged by unresolved conflict or uh, reactionary responses. So we're going to start out today, mom, because you have probably felt some of the feelings that I first felt that no one tells you happen to moms, right? You, you expect your first child, uh, whether you're pregnant or you're anticipating an adoption, or perhaps it's not your first child. Perhaps it's another child and you're just so excited because you know that your family is going to be like everything Instagram says it's going to be. And yet no one really tells you that real life and raising humans, it's a hard experience. It's a wonderful experience, but there are a lot of rough days. My oldest was about 15 months old when I first had feelings that I didn't know a mom could have. So my toddler was uh, at my mother-in-law's house who was babysitting for them. And I went to go pick my toddler up and they looked at me and threw themselves back on the floor and kicked and screamed for what seemed like an eternity. I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. Right? Because grandma's place is always best. Well, I tried to console my toddler and I got more frustrated and I really felt my energy start to rise. I started to get angry. And as I left my mother-in-law's house with my toddler underneath my arm, still kicking and screaming, no, I don't want to go home. I felt a variety of, a variety of emotions that no book prepared me for. A lot of shame, a lot of embarrassment. How dare my child act this way in front of my mother-in-law? And a lot of anger. And the words bad mom just rolled around in my head. It was the first time that I heard those words. Only unfortunately, it wasn't the last time I heard those words in my head. As my oldest child started growing and became a toddler and we added um, another child to our life and over time we added more children to our life, I was starting to get convicted by the Holy Spirit about my reactionary responses. It was something that I was realizing God was really trying to call my attention to. Unfortunately, life gets busy and you work full time or you stay at home full time and your family grows and our family grew to four children. They're all three years apart. And while I was very intent upon raising them with the love of God that I had for him, I still have for him, um, my stress level started increasing um, as I was teaching full-time 
and building relationships with students, I was with children all day long. I was with my own children in the morning. I was with high schoolers and middle schoolers all day long just to come home to my own full house full of toddlers to teenagers who demanded things from me and who were surly and grumpy. And I want you to know that I really made it to um, the thin line of being unbalanced before I realized that I had to um, be more balanced in my emotional responses, in my relationship with my kids. And I had to deal with, with what was the problem. And part of the problem is that I was very stressed out, that I didn't give myself the time and the space to be able to um, do self-care. And um, I tried to do it all. And I ended up causing a lot of harm to our family that God has healed over time, which is a good thing. Um, But I've learned a lot as a mom in the years since then. So one thing that I have been committed to as a speaker and even as a coach and as a counselor is that um, I want other moms to know that you are not alone. That was probably the hardest thing in my story, especially when I was a young mom in my 20 and early 30s, was I truly thought that I was the only one who struggled with anger. And when I happened to reach out a little bit, you know, you kind of test the waters. Um, Does anyone else struggle with this? I received a lot of judgment and not a lot of empathy or grace. And so what I learned to do was to hide it really well and that there were very few people who were safe for me to share that with. And it wasn't until um, I had to make a major life change by leaving the teaching profession to um, pursue a career in something that was more palatable for our family um, that was growing that would offer flexible or part-time employment. And I did that. I went back to graduate school at age 40 and um, received a clinical mental health counseling degree, but also a school counseling degree. And I've been doing those things professionally ever since. But I want all young moms to know, and even all middle life moms to know, that you are not alone. In fact, just the other night in my local community, we had a gathering for moms who struggle with anger and irritation, and we just opened it up. And we had 50 women come. On a a weeknight, in two short hours, we talked about some of the principles that I'm going to be sharing with you. And the first principle is that you're not alone. And so if this podcast is just one lifeline that is to you right now, I want to hear from you. Um, Feel free to email me at brenda at brendayoder.com. You can connect with me on Instagram and message me there, Brenda Yoder Speaks, or on Facebook at Brenda Yoder Speaker. I want you to know you're not alone. And in not being alone, that means that there are other moms right beside you who are struggling with similar things. And what I needed the most was someone in my age group who we could hold each other accountable to and we will be there for each other. But I also needed a mentor. I also needed someone maybe in my stage of life, uh, just a few steps ahead someone who would be able to come alongside and just to say, hey, how are you doing? 
And for you to be able to be honest with, to be able to say, you know, I'm not doing so well. I'm, I'm just really stressed out or this particular child just really um, pushes every button inside of me. So I would encourage you if you're an older mom and perhaps you have a little bit more time in your life because your children are older, um, perhaps your youngest one like mine is in high school or your children are in college or, or you are empty now so you have grandkids, um, reach out outside of your own family. This is incredibly important because sometimes our parents and our moms are helpful, but sometimes we need um, a person outside of that sphere of influence because we as moms, you as moms can get caught in between not only having frustrations with your child, but then having expectations from, from your mom or from extended family members or a mother-in-law, someone who's trying to tell you that well, you just need to do X, Y, Z, or they're critical of your child, or um, they just send a lot of messages that perhaps are part of your own struggle or the things that came with your own family of origin. So I'm going to give you five principles quickly here. And um, again, feel free to follow up and email me at brenda at brendayoder.com, or you could schedule a um, coaching session with me. That is something I'm able to do over the phone to do some parent coaching. Um, so the first principle is that you are not alone. And we've already talked about that. So I'm going to get to principle number, number two, which is no one prepares you for those feelings. But so many of them are normal. Um, if you read the biographies or if you read women's history, if you read books that moms wrote, in times past, which is something I've done. I'm a former history teacher and women's studies minor. And um, I'm the, the weird person who would read books like that. And I want you to know that motherhood has always had this perception around it of being soft, lovely, and everything beautiful all the time. And that if you're not a mom who is patient and kind and nurturing and giving just 500%, then somehow there's shame. There's shame when you are frustrated. There's shame when you are angry. There's shame when you maybe don't want to be with your child because they do push your buttons. I want you to know that that's, um, those, those pictures are things that man has created. And you may say, well, well, what about that Proverbs 31 woman? Well, um, I am a firm believer and person who loves the Bible and believe in that it's God's inerrant word. But there's nothing in Proverbs 31 that says that that woman was all of that at one point in time. In fact, it really sounds as though it's a, a summary of a woman's life over her lifetime. And so, mom, I want you to know that you're parenting people. And this parenting stage may seem like it lasts forever, but it doesn't. And you're parenting, actively parenting, raising a child for perhaps 20, maybe 30 years. And then when you hand them off into their own life at adulthood, your active parenting time really is, um, comes to a halt. It doesn't mean that you don't ever guide them or give input, but it just means that you're not responsible 
support for teaching and training them. But when they're young, you are. And that involves a lot of different emotions for you. In the principle that no one prepares you for, I want you to, um, to hear two things in addition to the, the shame that is attached to the not-so-perfect parenting. And that is to give yourself grace, but to also strive for balance. So balance is represented by what I mentioned in the first scenario of you may be the rock star mom one day. One day of the week, you might, everything is going together and you are joyful and your kids are happy and life is tremendous. And then there may be another day where you woke up on the bad side of the bed and so did your kids and everyone's grumpy and you're irritable and there wasn't one positive thing that you said all day and you really blew it by saying things you shouldn't have said. Perhaps you yelled at your child. Perhaps you screamed. And I want you to know that life is in the middle. Life is really a balance of joy and um, frustration of a lot of different feelings because you're dealing with different people. And um, anyone in a relationship with someone else is going to have challenges, including our children. So a principle is to give yourself grace, but to also strive for a level of balance. So what happens when you do mess up? And perhaps you realize that you're messing up a lot, meaning you are living in what you feel like is a constant mode of irritation, or you're just angry all the time. I know at one point in time in our family life, my husband said, um, Brenda, I think the kids just want to see you have joy. And that was really hard to hear. I think in my um, having it all together and putting so much energy into my job as a teacher and into my students and in work, helping out at church and um, trying to keep up with, with everything is that I was exhausted. I really was exhausted. And I really wanted some personal space. So, um, mom, if you find that you're really struggling, perhaps there's a, one particular child of yours that is the one you struggle with. Perhaps you find when it comes to that child, you are just constantly on edge with them. Perhaps it's that um, you're in a situation right now that things are tight. Perhaps finances are tight. You're... Um, your time is tight. Perhaps your job is stressful. Uh, it might be that the situation you're in is, is for the current season, just re you're really stretched thin. Or perhaps it's that the stage of life you're in is really hard. You might be at home with a lot of toddlers right now and preschoolers, and that's just rough. But they're not going to be toddlers and preschoolers forever. That's the positive thing. They will grow into another stage. If you had kids close together, it means that there are going to be certain stages that are really difficult because they're so close together and other stages that'll be really, really easy because they're so close together. My children were nine years apart from top to bottom, which means that I was always parenting at every developmental stage. And that was, that stretched me a lot sometimes. Perhaps your stage of life is that um, you are just going through something rough. Um, perhaps you are struggling with your own season of 
anxiety or um, extended family members that are, that are perhaps um, causing a lot of stress for you or a work situation. But whatever the situation is that is causing you to be in a state of more than more than occasional reactionary response or anger or irritation, I mean, you've got to own it. You just do. So grace doesn't mean that you always overlook um, the problems or the sin. Um, and problems that are impacting the health of your health and the health of your family need to be addressed as do a sinful behavior that is hurting others. So I want you to own it, to look at what it is, and then think about what you can do to change. So the thing is you can't change your kid, but you can change you. And I'm actually going to um, finish up, do a part two for this podcast. Um, so you'll have to wait until next week to find out a little bit more about how, what are some of the practical things that you do in order to be able to own it and change it. But before we get there, what I'd like for you to do is I want you just on your own time, just sit down and make a T-chart. A T-chart is like a line down the middle of the paper and a, um, and a line across the top. You make a T. And on, on one side, I want you to write me. And on the other side, I want you to write kids. And I want you to write down the things that frustrate you, that make you irritable or angry, the things that you are struggling with in your column. What are the things that are factors or triggers on, on your side? And then write down the things that are the factors or triggers underneath your kid or your kids. And as you look at that, um, understanding that you can only control what you can control, which is what's on your side. And I want you to think about what you realistically can control and change and work at. And even if you can't change circumstances like your job or finances or um, your living space or um, that stressful situation, what you can change, though, is your reaction and your response. And part of that is asking God, um, what do I need here? How can I control my responses um, for self-care? What can I do to speak up for my needs to be able to control what I can control, which your emotions, your reactions, your responses, your attitude, um, and your behavior. So I'm going to talk more about that because there's a lot of things that impact that, but that's what I want to encourage you to do um, for now. And then we will start another episode of where we will look at where do you go from here once you've kind of identified your own triggers? But I want you to know also is that it, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he is with you. And I want to encourage you to go to God's word and ask the Holy Spirit to help you identify what are the things that God is trying to convict you of and then relying on the Holy Spirit and asking the Holy Spirit to help you. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And that's not something we do in our flesh. That's something the Holy Spirit truly does. And I can tell you that the Holy Spirit will do that if you ask. Um, he has done it in my life. And um, if he can change me, he can change you. Um, so let me pray with you right now. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for the ability for those of us who are moms to be able to have this role in our life. 
Um, but we also acknowledge that it is not an easy role and it's not something that comes natural all the time. So I ask that you would meet every mom who's listening to this podcast, that you would equip her with the things that she can control and change, that your word would become life to her, and that as she seeks you to be able to change her reactions, her responses, to be able to have self-control, I ask that you would meet her right where she is. You do that according to Philippians 4.19, that um, you will supply all of our needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And so we ask this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. If you haven't, come to my website and sign up for my free resources, brendayoder.com. I have a free ebook called 10 Ways Busy Women Find Rest. And that is one thing that you, mom, need. I also have a prayer sheet for ways to pray for your family. I also have a downloadable graphic called Five Ways to Heal Hurt. So join me and we'll talk to you next time on part two of the Grumpy Mom um, podcast episode.